Team Buck, thanks for being here. I'm taking some time off to recharge my batteries and spend time with family. Hope you're doing the same and enjoying this holiday season. The podcast today is a repeat performance from November 3rd, the day that Glenn Youngkin won the race for governor of Virginia. Enjoy this episode again. I'll be back with a new year of daily podcasts on Monday, January 3rd. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. It is the day after Decision Day. The elections were fantastic for Republicans. We'll break it down. Big win for Glenn Youngkin in Virginia over slimy Terry McAuliffe. Oh, gosh, it feels good to say it out loud. Knew it was going to happen. Even predicted it on BuckSexton.com. Just going to say it. And here we are now also looking at a very close race in New Jersey, of all places. We'll talk about that. A fantastic new lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia. Uh, First African-American female elected to statewide office. Excited about that. New York City's got a new mayor. We got so much to get to today. And you know we're not even going to get through it all because that's that's how fired up I am. Got to start with this, though. Do you have a MyPillow? I mean, if you're answering that question with, oh, I don't, I don't know, I haven't tried it. Why? They're amazing. I sleep with a MyPillow every night. Actually, I have two of them on my bed. I also have the Giza Dream sheets. I've got the MyPillow mattress topper. I've got the My Slippers. I go out and walk to Lula in the morning with the slippers on. They're so comfortable, incredible. They got this memory foam padding. You're going to love them. You got to go right now and check out the different products they have, especially this time of year. It's getting colder. You're going to want to be snug as a bug in a rug. You remember that old phrase back in the day? And that's what you'll have with my pillow. Listeners like you have helped build my pillow into the incredible all-American company it is today. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off products like their pillows, the mattress topper, and the Giza sheets but also new products like slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK, B-U-C-K. Make sure you enter that promo code BUCK for these amazing radio specials. So Youngkin had the big win, and I thought it was going to happen, but, you know, you never these days, it feels like political predictions are a fool's game. But this time around, that actually made sense. It actually came through the way it was supposed to. I was so happy about it. Glenn Youngkin is a guy who a lot of people in the beginning counted out. I spoke to folks in Virginia. They said he had some skills. The the people who know the GOP in Virginia said that he certainly had the funding. It's worth about $400 million. And he's six foot seven. Interesting fun facts about Glenn Youngkin. Played basketball at Rice University. So he's now the governor-elect of Virginia. And we should ask the question, why? How is it that this guy with no political experience in a state that went 10 points for Joe Biden the last time around is now going to have a Republican governor and really a clean sweep of Republican races all across the chart? Right. This is what ended up happening last night. How could that go down the way that it did? It's very simple, really. Education. Now, there are other issues, other things you can put on there. The Democrats Right now, the national brand are looking really troubled. It's not working out the way they said it would. Joe Biden is a buffoon. People wonder if he can even put his shoes on in the morning by himself. Yeah, that's all true. But why did the Democrat machine come up short in a state where they just a year ago, not even we're not talking midterm distance here, one year ago, won by 10 points. I mean, that's a that's a a complete shellacking, right? And yet this time around, the Democrats got a straight up ass kicking in Virginia. How did that happen? Education. It's because the Democrat Party has become fat and happy and slovenly 
with the teachers' unions always backing them, allowing them to run public schools as these little indoctrination centers. And, you know, it, it turns out that parents really don't like it when their kids are being taught critical race theory in school. They really, really don't like it when they're being taught or when they're being told that that's actually not happening. And they really, really, really don't like it when then they're told, OK, it is happening, but you're actually domestic terrorists, white supremacists, racists, whatever. Well, well, which is it? Are they not teaching it? Or are you evil for opposing the teaching of it as a parent? This is what they are learning. These Democrats are learning the hard way in this election that people do get upset about this, that mama bears in Virginia. And I'm sure it's true in every other state don't like being lied to. And it was about their kids, particularly more than anything else. And that's why it makes it all sweeter, by the way, that McAuliffe went straight to the gutter in the last weeks of the campaign. I mean, using these slanders of racism and the most underhanded bullcrap lib tactics imaginable. They even rolled out the Tiki Torch false flag idiots. Yunkin dunked on him. That's what ended up happening. So it it was a fantastic win in that respect, too. But really what happened was McAuliffe, thinking that he had billionaire backing, which he did, that he had education, the education apparatus behind him, which he did. Yunkin, uh, was up against it in terms of dollars that had been raised by McAuliffe and the machine around him. But McAuliffe was lazy and he ran on a platform of parents who don't like leftist indoctrination of their kids are racist terrorists who better shut up or else his friend Biden will send the FBI after them. And people didn't like that. So it was a tough election night for the Democrats. And there are some who are taking the proper lessons from this. And one of them, uh, let me just say this before I get into who who gets it and who doesn't over there. Uh, you had more commies crying on TV last night than at any time since Hillary had to postpone forever her fireworks celebration in New York. I mean, it was delicious. You have to always remember this on election nights when Democrats have a bad night. The real pro move. Yeah, sure. Tune into Fox to see what's going on, of course. But you got to switch over for a few minutes to MSNBC to see all the rationalization and the, well, what do you mean they don't, they don't do the things we tell them to do? I don't understand. You know, they get all, they get all crazy about it. They all sort of say, racism, why did we lose racism? It's always something like that. Always something like that. Well, here is Van Jones, who I've always told you, you know, it's funny. I, I speak the truth to the audience all the time. I'll tell you who the savvy Democrats are. I'll tell you who the pundits and the influencers on the other side who are effective are. And I know it's great to say, oh, everyone's, oh, they're all so dumb on the left. It's not true. Some of them are very, uh, very adept at what they're wrong, but they're very adept at what they do. Van Jones is adept at what he does. He is a skilled propagandist for the left. Uh, but he also occasionally decides to give his own, his own team a little bit of <clears throat> a reality dose. Not too much, but a little bit. And after last night, I mean, how could you not? Here he is pointing out that Terry McAuliffe made a really bad move and it cost him the election. You got a lot of parents who just spent a year homeschooling their kids and were forced to do so to tell those people, look, we don't care what you think about education. That is a big insult. And I think you're going to see that a bunch of moms said we don't like that attitude and they rose up. Now, 
I think what you're going to see now, Republicans try to demagogue this issue around parental rights uh, going forward. I think you have a playbook here. But look, uh, Terry McCall, I think he would have been a great governor. I hope he gets a chance to be a governor. Uh, but I don't think he ran a great campaign. Oh, it's just McAuliffe's fault now, right? They got to they got to tie off the Democrat Party, make sure that the contagion doesn't spread to the national level Democrat Party. But at least Van Jones will say McAuliffe ran a bad campaign, which I think is is self-evident. Right. I mean, if we're going to talk about this, let's talk about it honestly. But they often don't do that. Here you have I mean, this was the best. I was watching MSNBC last night and it was it was amazing. I mean, just the the way that they 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 process this and and you know what they're going to say often before they say it, because it's not reality based. It's narrative based. They're like lawyers representing a client who are getting paid to do something. And it doesn't matter what the facts show or anything else. They're just going to keep pushing their agenda. Uh, Here was Joy Reid. And I I just I want you to hear it. And I want to tell you why I think this is this is fantastic. Uh, We need to hear more of this for exit polls showed that, that which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low was not importance to many yes, of the voters which there. Was it was education right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race and i mean unfortunately race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the democratic party back right. in the day when they were dixiecrats and now of the republican party it just is powerful go with that i love it great please every democrat Going into the midterms, whenever they're asked about education, they should say, oh, the only problem is that white parents don't want kids to be taught about race. Just please stay with that. That is a That is a fantastic recipe for success, Democrats, I assure you. You're going to do really well with that. Call all the concerned parents out there racists. And then tell them that they're not actually seeing the CRT manuals and training. They're not hearing the Zoom lessons in some cases that they've heard where there is absurd racial Marxism being forced down the throats of small children, right? That's what, they sh- that's what the Democrats should do. They should tell parents, you don't know what you're talking about, and if you, if you dig in on this more, you're a racist. Great. I think that should be their way forward. Um, let's just understand this. Now we have to see whether the Democrats, what lessons they take from it, right? What lessons do they take from the fact that they lost a, what should have been very safe governor's race last night. And New Jersey is a dead heat. I mean, New Jersey is, uh, it's a, I think a two 0.2% margin of advantage right now for Murphy, who's just, you know, another Democrat slime ball. Against uh, Chiodarelli, I think I said that right. His name is not easy, but is that right? Is that did I get that right? I, I think so. It's close enough. He's got a, he's got an Italian name. It's not that easy. It's one of, long, one of those long Italian names. But he's made this a, quite a race. That's New Jersey. That's a blue stronghold, right? We went into the Democrats' kitchen last night and took a bunch of their cookies. This is what they're realizing today. This is the situation in which they see themselves. Um, even fake Tapper, fake Tapper over at CNN, you know, because he's he his whole thing is, you know, he's kind of boring all the time, smarmy and sanctimonious. And then once every six months, he says something that's kind of true that Democrats don't want to hear. And they go, oh, Jake, he speaks truth to power. It's the worst, the absolute worst. Blake Lip six. This is a bad night for Democrats and they control everything. It is 
I don't know if it's a rejection of the Democratic Party or the party moving too much to the left or the party not it's, delivering on yeah. on progressivism. That's for the Democrats to work out. But it is a rejection. Yep. Bad night. Good night for America. Bad night for Democrats. That's, you know, those two things tend to go together. Um, what do they do now? How do they respond? I mean, this is why I want Joy Reid's messaging out there. I, I don't want them to listen to Van Jones and say, well, the education issue, McAuliffe, it wasn't, you know, he made some mistakes. Take the Joy Reid position, Democrats. It's just racist parents. That's why Terry McAuliffe, a rich white guy who sends his kids to private school, that private schools that are, I would note, 70, 80, maybe 90 percent white. Just remember that that's the he's the great, you know, hero of racial healing in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe, that's not even from Virginia. The whole thing is absurd. But that's right. This is where we are. They'll just say whatever. doesn't matter. Call parents who don't want their kids being brainwashed by Ibram X. Kendi racists. Just, it's just those, it's those, uh, you know, all those white nationalist parents. That was the problem. Dem- Democrats go out there, tell everybody that's what you think of them. In every state across the country. And I would also note, I think conservatives now realize this is the Tea Party movement of this era education fighting back against the indoctrination apparatus and being able to go and understand politics involve yourself in politics at the most local grassroots level school board meetings parents all across the country should be showing up to these school board meetings if they have any concerns about this if they have any issues they want to raise and you know what else they should do they should videotape it they should share it. They should hear the squirmy Democrats up there go, oh, we don't really do CRT. And then you hold the CRT training up in front of their faces. They go, oh, OK, fine. I guess we do. Leave me alone. You know, this is squirmy Democrats all over the place in the education bureaucracy. It's appalling. Absolutely appalling. Oh, 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 please. Please make sure that we also get to, we get David Pluff in the mix here. I mean, this guy's a, a, a total he's a Democrat hack, always has been. But you know, some of these people are, like I said, they're cunning. They're conniving. Remember that about Democrats. They're conniving. Um, here he is saying that Democrats should go on offense on critical race theory. I love this. Three Critical race theory was a lie. And I think we need to go on the offense a little bit. And Terry McAuliffe tried to do this. Say it's a lie. They know it's a lie. But are you scared for your kids to learn about slavery or lynching or housing discrimination? Are we raising kids to be that weak? Like, I think sometimes we answer with facts that we don't believe people will believe these things. But they're not going to campaign on the level, Nicole. Uh, they are going to lie. They will say anything. Uh, if this is a boxing match, they're bringing heavier gloves and knives in their boots. And we have to understand that. I mean, this guy is, first of all, such a little beta male. I mean, honestly, I I listen to him and I feel my estrogen level rising. You know, I'm just like, this is this is come on. Give me a break. First of all, he's saying that there's no such there's no critical race theory. It's a lie. That is a lie. It is a lie in Virginia. It is a lie in every state where it has come up. There are curricula. There are teaching lessons of critical race theory that are in the classrooms. There's video of it. There's uh, evidence, printouts, online screenshots of it. They are lying to you and claiming 
that you are lying when you point out their lies. This is why Democrats are just hoping to dizzy and outlast you with this crap. Oh, I understand. We need to go on. Yeah, go on offense with your critical. Say there is no critical race theory. And then in the same sentence, say we need to make sure that we're making kids sit around and think about the history of oppression in this country all the time. OK, but I mean, there there is history. I, I know this might be a shock to Democrats. There's history that that people should learn other than the civil rights movement as well. It's not the only thing. I mean, they're actually teaching kids ancient Greek and Roman history and ancient Egyptian history and European history and world history and East Asian history. And that actually is a part of being educated as well. So wait, do we have a problem with any of those things? They act like people are showing up saying, you know, I don't want my kids learning from that book with the big fancy words about, you know, what happened with Magna Carta in 1215. I don't want. No, that is not what is happening. But you see, that's the condescending bullcrap that they're willing to deploy in this argument, in this fight, because what else are they going to admit? They also they don't want people to really latch on to this issue because they need this. They need to create racial strife and use this doctrine of racial Marxism in order to have power. If we had an America where everyone realized, look, it's imperfect. We understand the imperfections, but it's the greatest, freest place in the world. And it's based on individual rights and individual liberty and us all being treated equal in the eyes of the law. No special privileges based on historical injustice. Sorry, because that's an injustice to the people living now. If we actually would embrace that, we'd be much better off as a country. Everybody would be. Individual responsibility. Individuals making their own choices. Pursuing their own destiny. But no, no, the Democrats have to tell some people all of your problems. All of the things that you see that you are upset with in your own life, it's someone else's fault. It's the system's fault. And the only way to make it better is if you put the Democrats in charge of that system, which is amazing because you look at places all across the country where they are in charge and things just get worse. In fact, right now, look at the country. Things are getting worse. Come back in a second here. The Tunnel the Towers Foundation follows the words, while we have time, let us do good. And they're doing good every day across this country. The foundation has done incredible things this year. And there's even more to come between now and the end of the year. Their biggest endeavor, they're gifting 200 mortgage-free homes to America's heroes and their families. These are our military heroes fighting the war on terrorism and their families, many of them learning to live with a life-changing injury. Even more tragically, a family member learning to live without a family member lost in the line of service. Tunnel the Towers Foundation took time this September 11th in the days leading up to it to help us remember those who sacrificed their own lives while trying to save the lives of others. Next month, they're recognizing those lost in the war on terror in a ceremony on Veterans Day. And between Thanksgiving and New Year's, they'll give away a home a day in their season of hope. Help Tunnel to Towers to do good. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. See, this is one of these days I, just, I don't have enough time. Uh, I don't have enough time, but I will get to a few more things here quick. First of all, New York City mayor's race. Uh, we have Eric Adams as the new mayor. It wasn't even a little bit close. That, but that's not, that was not a surprise, and no one, no one thought that would go any other way. Um, here he is, though, giving at least some hope that, look, I am not naive at all about New York City politics. I live here. I understand the system and the machinery, but I also know that this place, people are getting tired of the crime and the, and the filthy streets. They're getting tired of it. They want better services. They want better government. And Eric Adams 
All he has to do is make this place safe and clean things up. And I mean literally clean it up like the streets are filthy. They cut the sanitation uh, budget by a couple hundred million bucks. All he has to do is make the city safe and clean. And this place is is a dynamo. I mean, this place is, is unstoppable for what it is. Still be a Democrat place, but it's a place with incredible commercial, you know, upside. And you, you get it right. New York, New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of all that kind of stuff. You, you get the idea. Start spreading the news. Anyway, here's Mayor uh, elect Eric Adams on his win tent. Practical is progressive. I am progressive in my policies. When you go online and see my 100 steps forward for New York City, you see how progressive I am. But we have to be practical. Let's not talk about closing our jail building when we leave the pipeline that feeds the jail open. 55% of our prisoners are, have a learning disability. Why aren't we talking about that? We can't talk about housing when we're not dealing with affordable and real uh, housing for middle and low-income New Yorkers. We have to deal with public safety. When you talk about disbanding police departments when crime is increasing, you're not being progressive because you're not dealing with the safety of people who are impacted by that. So let's be practical and progressive, not preach to people, but provide services to people. There's hope that he will be better than de Blasio. That's all I can say. That's it. And that doesn't say that's not very much. I go into this with open eyes. I understand this guy. He's, I mean, the fact that he's saying he's a progressive, but maybe he has to say that so the base will let him be uh, more serious. I mean, he says when you talk about disbanding police departments when crime is increasing, you're not talking about the safety of the people who are impacted by that. That's right. If he can just do that, if he can just make the city safer, back the police and improve basic services a little bit like uh, sanitation cleanup. That would go a long way. That would go a long way. So we'll see. I also want to say a big, a big win for Winsome Sears, a former Marine, the first black woman elected to statewide office in Virginia history. She's a lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. And uh, this was a big win for her. And of course, she's a Republican. Right. That's why you're not seeing her name all over CNN and MSNBC. Uh, she's awesome, by the way. I mean, you see the photos of her. She's got a like a modified AR situation going on. Not modified as in the gun, but you know, she's got optics on it and stuff. Um, she's awesome. So I, I, I think she's a name you're going to be hearing a lot more. And I think she's uh, I think she's going to be great for the state of Virginia. And it's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing to see um, that she did so that she did well as well as Youngkin. Um, I'm also I got to say. People who listen to this this show, this podcast, know I interviewed Glenn Youngkin in for the first time, I think, in April of this year. Yeah. I remember they reached out to me and I looked up this guy. I said, oh, interesting. CEO of the Carlisle Group running for governor. I looked up a little more and I said, this guy seems kind of this guy seems like he's could be interesting, you know, could be good. And you know, you know, they asked me. I got to tell you, that's, you know. There's they're the, they're the people that are asking you to come on radio in, in that phase of a campaign. And they're the people you're trying to get on your radio show. They asked me and I said, yeah, let's have him on. I think I had him on twice, too. I definitely interviewed him once. I remember thinking this guy's he's squared away. And the lesson that we got to take from this, I mean, if nothing else, because the midterms right now are looking like it's going to be a complete annihilation for Democrats, which is going to be absolutely delicious. And I'm ready to start doing backflips. Although I might throw my back out these days. But you get what I'm saying. The lesson is if you have somebody 
who, who appears competent and poised and talks to people who are the voters, understands their issues and concerns, and comes up with realistic and serious plans to try to address or help them, you win elections. Wow. Gee, Republicans, it's not just the Democrats that have something to learn. Our side, I think, does as well. That's going to be it for the Buck Sexton Show today. Please uh, become a supporter at bucksexton.locals.com. Um, I will be posting more there. As you know, I was very sick last week. I'm pretty much better today, finally, totally close to it. So I'll be doing more posting and more fun things. Also, I'm going to be in Milwaukee tomorrow, which will be interesting, giving a speech there for the No Better Friend organization. So if you listen to this, if you're in Wisconsin, if you're in the Milwaukee area, I'm giving my speech. Actually, Thursday night is a speech. I'll be in Milwaukee Wednesday night to Thursday night. Uh, but the No Better Friend organization, I'll be giving a speech there. So if there's any Team Buck in the Milwaukee area, please come. We'll hang out. We'll chat. We'll take photos, all that good stuff. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.